Welcome to Shopaholics Japan, where we chat about life in Japan and the amazing Japanese products we can't live without. I'm Grant, your host for the episode. This podcast is powered by World Shopping, which makes online shopping on Japanese stores easy. This episode, we're talking about baseball in Japan. But I'm not alone, as a special guest is here to help us dig into everything about the most popular sport in the country. So, guest, please introduce yourself. Hey, Grant. Uh, this is Shane Barkley here. I am joining you from California, and I am the owner and president of Japan Ball. Thanks for joining me. Before we dive headfirst into the world of baseball in Japan, I want to hear a bit more about your backstory. How did you come to discover Japanese baseball? The first time that I can recall learning about Japanese baseball, I must have been maybe around six, six or seven years old.、Mm. My father. Was we'd go to Japan on business trips, and I loved baseball as long as I can remember, even as you know, a little kid. And so, he brought back baseball cards to me from Japan. And I had baseball cards of, of American players, and it was so cool seeing these new teams and new colors, new set designs,、mm-hmm. different names. And yeah, so that was definitely my introduction at an early age. What would you say made you a fan? Was it just the idea of more baseball, or is there something unique to Japanese baseball that really hooked you? So, the thing that definitely made me a fan of Japanese baseball was a few years later when Hideo Nomo came、mm. to America. You know, being based in California, I was a San Francisco Giants fan, and Nomo was on the hated rival Dodgers. <laughs> but he was a guy that I just could not help but like. He was probably to this day the Dodger that I. The only Dodger I ever really liked.、Mm. Uh, and it, it was really, it was the style, and everything was so different. His, his wind up, they called him the tornado because it was like a tornado coming at you. And it looked different than anything any of the American batters had seen. The ball coming out of his hand was different with the way it moved. And it was pretty electric seeing that. And then I realized that, you know, of course, Nomo was one of the best players, but. It made me, it opened up my eyes to this other version of baseball that was going on across the Pacific. Let's touch on a bit of history about baseball in Japan. It was introduced to the country by American Horace Wilson in 1872, and pro baseball started in the 1920s. It gained greater popularity in 1934 as an American all star team, including Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, toured Japan playing baseball games against Japanese teams. Then a few years later, the first pro league, the Japanese Baseball League, Was established and restructured into Nippon Professional Baseball in 1950, which is still Japan's pro league today. This is a bit of a heady question, but do you think there's a reason why Japan latched onto baseball as a sport? Did it just get there first, or is there something more? It's a good question. I think that baseball really has stuck with Japan in Japanese culture for almost as long as it has been part of American culture. Right. And I think that. There is something about the reason why I love the game. It's much more to it than just athleticism. It's there's so much strategy that goes into every single pitch. It's more of a skill game than an athletic game, I would argue.、Mm. And I think that there are aspects of Japanese culture where, like, the dedication and discipline that it takes to master. The craft of playing baseball is similar you know, to the dedication and craftsmanship that goes into lots of other Japanese trades that they take a lot of pride in. I think that the average person could spend a lifetime trying to get incrementally better at a sport like 
basketball or American football or soccer slash football, in general, your athleticism might be somewhat limiting. But if you really dedicate yourself and hone your skills from a young age at baseball, then you can be really proficient at it. So I think, you know, that's just a theory I have. I think that there's probably a lot of people who could have other reasons why it may work. But something about the culture of baseball definitely overlaps with Japanese culture, especially in that time, you know, when Japan was kind of being coming more open to Western activities and ideas and in schools of thought. For those who maybe aren't familiar with baseball in Japan, what are some of the key differences between U.S. and Japanese baseball? For the most part, the, the game on the field is the same, right? I mean, mm. as I mentioned with Hideo Nomo, the style maybe and how they do it is a little bit different. I think the Japanese players have a little more character in, in their windups as pitchers and as yes. their stances as hitters, mm. uh, which makes it fun to watch. Of course, the rules are the same for the most part, but there are definitely some distinct differences, and and those range from what happens before the game, what happens during the game, and what happens in the stands. As far as what happens before the game, the focus on practice in Japan, from whether you're you know in a little league or at the highest levels, is definitely a huge difference with American baseball. In fact. Some would say, I guess, that practice is more important than the game mm. in Japan. And the coaches, actually, our, our baseball tour, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure, but our tour guests were lucky enough in about 15 years ago to meet Sadaharo O before a game. Mm. And wow. he told our guests, and I, one of the guests just reminded me of this the other day, which is why it's fresh on my mind, they make the decisions on who plays in the game based on how they did in practice and not on their game performance. Hmm. So that's a very big difference. You know, in the US, it's it's kind of and in other countries around the world that play baseball, it's about what happens once that first pitch is thrown and kind of however you get to that point is up to you. So that's a big difference. You know, the practice regimen in in Japan is legendary to say the least. And players who come over and play in Japan have a hard time keeping up with it. So that's the one difference on the field before the game. Once the game starts, I mean, to get nitpicky about some rules, for example, in, in Japan, in the NPB, Nippon Professional Baseball, the games are capped at 12 innings. So right. that's a little bit different than the US. All the US has different extra innings rules as well to kind of limit how long the games go. So there are ties in Japanese baseball. So that's definitely a big difference to baseball in most places around the world because if the game ends after 12 innings in a tie, then it's a tie game. So the standings look different when you're looking at the team standings when you have tie wins, losses, and ties. So that's definitely a significant difference. The game itself, especially at the highest level, is played with much more what we would call small ball, like strategy. Mm. The, the manager, the Kantoku, has a really big influence on the game in Japan. And this is from at all levels, where you're really, he's, he is asking the players to do specific things like bunting and stealing and hit and run and, and calling certain pitches for the pitchers to throw and interjecting strategy into the game in a very blatant way is definitely unique to Japanese baseball where the manager is very much front and center. Even before a game, like 
when the national anthem is playing, they'll be showing the manager. And, and on the um, promotional materials for the teams, you'll see the manager, and because he really is is kind of is the unquestioned leader. Whereas definitely Major League Baseball and and I'd say in in even youth sports and other levels of baseball around the world and and definitely in the U.S., it's more of a players first approach and the managers kind of letting the players settle the game on the field and letting their skills kind of determine who wins and and not so much about kind of strategizing and making small tactical decisions in order to win the game. So that's on the field. And then I'll just continue on off the field. Definitely a huge difference, (laughs) but the fan experience is very different. The fans are much more involved and proactive and, and really are more part of the the team, I'd say, in Japan mm. and in, in the U.S. All right, we've touched on a lot of the basics, but I want to get into experiencing baseball in Japan. Attending a game is a very unique atmosphere. Can you walk us through what it's like to go to a baseball game in Japan? So the, the moment you walk in, it, it's so clear how involved the fans are with in, in the game because mm. everyone is dressed up you know, with jerseys and trinkets and banners and things and all sorts of merchandise ready to support their team. And if they don't have it, then the lines for the the merchandise stores at the stadiums are always long before the game. <laughs> uh, the Japanese fans, you know, represent their team. And it's, it's almost it's a vast majority of the people there are dressed for the, for the occasion, which, you know, gets them in the in the mood to really be involved in the game. The fans, you know, there's an Owen Don, which is kind of the official cheering section, and they're leading the cheers for the team, and each player has his own specific cheers, lyrics and percussion and and whatnot that everyone is kind of on the same page with rooting for the players. But on top of that, just the general fan is pretty locked into the game and you know they they're paying attention to what's happening and you know cheering this the big things is but also the small things which for when i go over to japan with american fans it's a pretty big difference the u.s baseball crowd is is very casual and it's kind of just like you know go spend time with friends have some beers kind of you know of course you, you cheer for the home team but in Japan, it's definitely more focused, and then the cheering really keeps everyone locked in as they're kind of <clears throat> doing the same songs and cheers all together. So yeah, that's definitely the, the biggest difference as far as the fans' support of the team. Do you have a favorite stadium that you like to visit? I really like Meiji Jingu Stadium. First, when it comes to mind, it's as a stadium itself is not you know anything incredible by any means. But I kind of like I kind of I tend to root for underdogs, and you know it seems like they're in the shadow of the of the Tokyo Dome. It was built in 1926, so it's almost 100 years old, and, and so I love the his, historic aspect of it. And it's you know right there in the middle of Tokyo, so that's really cool that the there's a historic high level ballpark right in the middle of Tokyo. So that that's definitely one that comes to mind. I also love Mazda Zoom Zoom Stadium in Hiroshima where the carp play it's beautiful ballpark the fans are great there. there's good sight lines the shinkansen is in the background the crowd is a sea of red uh, which is fun i unfortunately have not been able to go to escon field in hokkaido yet which opened up 
this past year, I have a feeling that may jump to the top of my list once I get there. Us here at World Shopping, we like buying things and we like merch, which you talked a little bit about before. What are some of the unique baseball merch items in Japan? And do you have any collectible or piece of merch that you're really fond of? I'd say the most unique thing is all the little trinkets. Your traditional baseball souvenir is, you know, a jersey, t-shirt, hat, some sort of clothing item that you wear, which they definitely have that in Japan. But the little keychains and lighters and little snacks and fans, different type of no- like percussion type noisemakers, kind of the, the little things, I'd say, that like where you can really take your support and fandom to the extreme with the details. That's unique. The other thing that's unique that I really appreciate is that you can buy stuff to support whoever your favorite player is, even if he's not the one big star on the team. Like mm. You can buy a t-shirt or jersey or something with the guy's face on it for a large portion of the roster, which is cool because I said I like the underdog teams sometimes. And I also tend to appreciate the star players, but I usually end up picking a favorite player who maybe isn't the one that most people would want to buy his jersey. And in Japan, you can get that guy's jersey for the most part or his t-shirt. Whereas in in the US, you might have to get that jersey custom made. Mm. So that's, you know, that's a little bit unique there. As far as my favorite item, in general, I like buying consumable items. So I've just accumulated so much stuff over the year recently. I've been trying to buy things that maybe don't take up as much space on a shelf. So, but they have like all sorts of cookies and candies, furikake and edible items, which I think are kind of fun. And I like bringing Mm -hmm. those home as souvenirs because I can enjoy them. And it's kind of fun. Like when I'm putting it, the like Yomiori Giants furikake on my rice, the stores are amazing. It's an explosion of merchandise when you go to a game. So there's something for everyone. That's for sure. Let's talk about your site, Japan Ball. It was founded all the way back in 1999, and you took over operations in 2020. What's changed about the site since then? A lot has changed about the site. I completely redid the site, I guess, is one place to start. Mm. We've really tried to establish ourselves or reestablish ourselves, I guess, because in, in back in 1999, we were one of the very few resources to get any information about Japanese baseball in Mm. English. And in the 24 years since then, there's definitely more of those resources, but we want to reestablish ourselves and I think have as a go-to place for information about Japanese baseball in the English language. My goal is if someone is like me, like I was, right? I knew about Hideo Nomo. I knew there were some teams in Japan I want to be the vehicle for that person to step up their level of fandom one level, one rung up. And that applies pretty much until the top rung. And I'd say once you get to the level of being a hardcore fan who's following on a, a daily, if not you know at least weekly, if not daily basis, then I think that at that point you maybe will find – corners of the internet where you can get get really in-depth. But I pride japanball.com in being really just a tremendous resource for for the big picture and then also Hmm. the items of interest that maybe are not like, okay, here's the 10 best players in 
of the past week or the past month. But here are some historical profiles or some interesting stories that no matter when I'm reading it will be relevant and interesting. And if, and you know, guys who maybe the average Japanese fan, they know who they are because they're legends of the game, but the average, you know, new fan of Japanese baseball or American fan maybe doesn't know about them. We want to make sure that we kind of educate the curious fan out there on, on the, the must know of Japanese baseball. On Japan ball, you also have a Japanese baseball tours can you tell us a little bit more about what these tours entail? Our tours are, we've been traveling to Japan, bringing not exclusively, but mostly American baseball fans to Japan since 1999. The idea is to experience Japanese culture through baseball. You know, everyone hmm. who comes on our tours is a baseball fan. Don't get me wrong. Like that's the best part about it actually is you're traveling <laughs> with a bunch of people who have two things in common. That is, they love baseball and they have a sense of curiosity or adventure or whatever it may be that caused them to want to go to Japan. So those two things are enough of a foundation where everyone's going to get along. So the average fan who comes on our tour is a pretty serious baseball fan. You know, they, they go to lots of games. Maybe they go to spring training. Maybe they go to minor league games or college games. Like They tend to be purists of the game. Right. They may have their favorite team, but they really just love the game in general, and that's why they want to see it elsewhere around the world. And a lot of them heard about Japanese baseball. They know there's lots of talent over there. They know there's a good league over there. They probably have wanted to go to Japan for one reason or another. And so they use us to help make that happen. You know, it can be a little bit intimidating to plan um, a trip to Japan in general, but especially if you're trying to, trying to do something specific, like see as much baseball as possible. So they find us in order to make it happen, but what gets them coming back and what makes it really fun and the unexpected part is the camaraderie that you develop with your fellow tour guests. We're traveling around Japan on the Shinkansen, taking public transportation within each within each city and experiencing the country and, and, and just making friends along the way. And yeah, we have some guests who have been uh, on more than 10 trips, you know, oh, wow. a bunch of them have been three, four, five, six, seven trips because it's just so fun. Even mm. if, even if you no longer feel so intimidated getting around or, you know, planning your own trip, because really a big part of our tour is I try to empower, you know, we, whoever our tour guides are always want to educate and empower our guests to feel comfortable getting around on their own. And Japan is the best transportation in the world. So once you kind of get the hang of it, we don't want to feel like let's just follow the leader the whole time. We want you to feel like you're confident exploring on your own a little bit. And mm. I think that definitely ends up happening, but people still want to come back in our tours. It's, it's just so much fun traveling around and going to games and making friends. What's the thing people are most surprised about after going on one of these baseball tours? They're surprised on how much fun they had with their fellow tour guests. Because hmm. most of them are trying to get out of it when they first sign up. They're trying to get more practical help, whether it's because of lack of time or knowledge or they're just intimidated. They just want help planning the trip. Right. And then they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting to make these friends who I'm now meeting up with in the U.S. and going to games with and people who are making, you know, lifelong friends. So, yeah, I'd say definitely 
that ends up being a, a surprising thing. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Going to a baseball game in Japan, it's not like going to a baseball game in America where you just sit down and eat hot dogs and drink beer and whatever. You have to be pretty active. So that can be a little intimidating for newcomers. Yeah, we're, we're experiencing something new with people who are your friends and it's a safe you know, atmosphere and <laughs> setting. Not that Japan ever feels unsafe. When you're walking in with your countrymen, I guess, you're all kind of experiencing something new together. That definitely helps a lot. Before we wrap up, I've got one more question and I'm going to put you on the spot here. So please do your best. What team will Shohei Otani play for in 2024? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like... Nobody has any idea mm. except for Shohei Otani, but I am just going to go ahead and say the San Francisco Giants, Ooh. and that is a little bit of wishful thinking because I am a Giants fan, but I do think that they have a legitimate shot at getting him. They won't be outbid money-wise. He was strongly considered considering joining them the first time around when he, before he signed with the Angels, so there obviously was some allure, whether it's the city or the team or, or whatever it may be then. And also, while the Giants haven't been the greatest team the last couple years, they're a well-run organization, in my opinion, with some good young players and their the future is bright for them. And, and I think for Shohei, that is probably the most important thing is what are his chances are that he's going to win and win consistently. So the Giants can definitely make that argument, although I will say that is probably their biggest shot against them. And I think that Shohei may pick a team with a more a more proven and a certain winning culture. And so I'm not even going to say the other team, the Dodgers. <laughs> I hate saying the Dodgers. Mm. Um, so I, I'd say they have a really good shot as well. But so the thing is about Shohei Otani, from the moment he decided to not go to Tokyo and go to a powerhouse high school as like a 13, 14-year-old, he has repeatedly done the unexpected and repeatedly done things to the beat of his own drum. I could go throughout his entire career leading up to, I'm sure, whatever this next decision is, wherever he goes, where he's doing something that tends to surprise people because he doesn't really care about what the conventional wisdom is and he's going to make his own choice. And that's why I love the guy. Awesome. Yes, I think every baseball fan is trying to make their pitch for Shohei Otani to come to their team. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But Shane Barclay of Japan Ball, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Grant. I really enjoyed talking about all this stuff. Love talking about baseball in Japan and going to baseball games, so appreciate the opportunity. Japanball.com is our website. We have a newsletter that has information about uh, Japanese baseball. We have a weekly newsletter that kind of covers the weekly happenings in season. It's bi-weekly, out of season. And also that newsletter is where you can get info about our tours, which include tours to countries that are not Japan as well, so just Korea, Dominican Republic, Europe, and more. So please check that out. And then we are on Facebook and X slash Twitter. Just search for Japan Ball on any of those and you will find us. Great. And listeners, the links to everything will be in the podcast description. So check it out. Shane, once again, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome, Grant. And that's it for this week's episode. If you're curious about these shops or there's a store in Japan you like, you can buy anything from Japan with World Shopping. 
you'll see the World Shopping banner appear on hundreds of Japanese sites, allowing you to instantly buy anything from participating shops. And we can buy items from any shop in Japan with the new purchase request form. Search World Shopping Global for more information and start shopping today. You can also find us on social media. Just search for World Shopping on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. See you later, or in Japanese, Matane!